What you've been able to tell Washington, why does it appear that Pittsburgh's having trouble running the ball? And is it kind of is it kind of startling to see a Pittsburgh Steelers team having that kind of trouble? Well, um, it is, number one, it is. They usually pride themselves a lot on, on running the football, and, and that's kind of the, the, the basis, you know, for – uh, for what they try to do, I mean, it's, it, you know, the running game is there's a little bit, a little bit of timing up front, um, missing some combination blocks. They've they've had different, you know, different guys in there um, from time to time. But you know, it's something that you you got to continue to work. I mean, when it hits, it's it hits and it hits it hits big, you know, and and those are the things that. You have to really kind of guard yourself against defensively and and do a good job. Just um, you know, like our defense has done the last couple of weeks. Do you anticipate getting Zay Jones, uh, Walker Little, maybe Devon Hamilton back this week? I anticipate them doing something today in practice, and we'll go we'll go with that. How are they doing in terms of their rehab and all that kind of stuff? Great. Awesome. Uh, how how well do you know <laughs> Mike, Mike Tomlin, and just what has he he sort of done? Over the last 15 years, I guess now for the Steelers, he hasn't had a losing season, I believe. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I know Mike pretty well, um, and I've coached against him, you know, several times now, and and a lot of respect for him and what he's done there. Um, gosh, as you mentioned, he's he's won a lot of football games, you know, double-digit wins, you know, most of his career, and and that that's pretty impressive, um, you know, obviously championships and things of that nature, and. You know he does a great job of just of just getting getting his teams prepared. The way he messages his team, you know, uh, motivates his team. Um, they play hard. They play physical. They're fast. It's a disciplined group, and they always have been. And um, you know, it's just a uh, it's kind of the tradition of of the Pittsburgh Steelers over time. You know, through history, and uh, he's he's definitely carried that carried that on in his career there as the head coach. The last Tyson. few weeks, it kind Tyson. of Tyson. Yeah, uh, he'll be he'll be in practice today, okay. and yeah, we'll we'll limit him, but we'll see where he's at as the, as the week goes. The last few weeks have kind of been rapid fire, game, 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 game. You got got a little bit of an extra break there. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, a little bit. I'm choked up. With that little extra break, do you worry about guys maybe taking their foot off the gas a little bit there and, and staying focused? Um. No, because that's my job to make sure that they don't. And um, that was the message this morning, you know, and, and we got to get right back on it, you know, today in practice and, um, you know, just understanding the type of team we're playing uh, this week. And, um, you know, they, they've beat some really good football teams this year already. And um, they play they play hard. They play physical. Um, and I tell you, if you're not if you're not ready for this one, you know, um, it's going to be a long day. You know, up in Pittsburgh. How important was it for Buster to have a game like that? You know, at the start of the season, you told us that those young guys on the roster are only going to get better by being out there. So, how important was that for him? Well, I, I think it just adds to his confidence, you know, and, and the level that he has, and and you know, um, it just just to play a full, you know, to play a full game, and and if he, you know, if he gets that opportunity again this week, uh, we'll see, but. I just think from from a confidence standpoint, you know, it just just adds to to his ability and and um, you know, but but again, 
going back and just you got to evaluate you got to be critical of your own performance sometimes right and you got to make the necessary corrections to to be able to move on that's what that's what good players do and and that's what he'll do this week in practice but just overall um it was it was solid um and you know it's something that um again the confidence is just where it's at with him when you deliver your message to the team every week or off season or whatever, how important is it to you that you know sometimes it's light, you know, and funny as opposed to always just kind of you know facts and hair and them like that? I, you know, there's a balance with that. Um, there's there's a time and a place for for certain things and messaging and um, you know days like Wednesdays, which is the kind of the first week of the or the first day of the week. You know, you, you try to set the tone, right, for the as a head coach, you try to set the tone for the week and kind of your expectations and things of that nature. But look, I, I enjoy keeping it as light as I can too. You know, with the players and and um, you know, again, it's a long season and and uh, we got to have fun and enjoy. You know what we do, and um, but at the same time, I think I think it's important that you do, you know, set a you know set a kind of a precedent for the week. Was that something from that you? Played for a coach that was never like that, or is that just kind of your personality anyway? Or I think it's a little bit my personality, but the head coaches I've played for have kind of been the same way. You know, Wednesday's always been sort of set the tone for the week, but I've also seen those guys, those coaches that now they once you set that tone, it's it's on the players, you know, it's on it's on their plate, right? So now you just kind of keep feeding them bits of information and things throughout the course of the week, but at the same time, you know, you've got to enjoy the journey and enjoy the process, you know, as you go. You say uh, takeaways have had the kind of impact they've had so far on your season. I think if you just look at the numbers, it it, it tells the tale. You know, I mean, it's significant that, um, you know, when the numbers favor us, you know, chances are, if you go back to the, um, what was the, the Colts game, I think, you know, at 17 points. That come off of off of takeaways, and that's huge. You know, that's three possessions, and and you know, um, it's big for our team. You know, and it's 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 opportunistic, and uh, the team we're playing this Sunday is the same way, right? They're when they have two or more takeaways. You know, in the last go back to twenty two. I mean, they they're winning, they're winning football games when they have three or more sacks. They're they're winning more of these games. You know, and so. Um, it's in the numbers, and and so for us to we've got to continue that. You know, um, we do make a, a a point of emphasis during during the week. You know, to do that, and at the same time, offensively, we've got to take care of the football, and and we haven't done such a great job of that. You know, in the first you know first seven games either. How hard do you think it'll be to sustain what you guys are doing right now in the takeaway department? I mean. Well, you know, easily eclipse yeah. the franchise I mean, record if you go on this pace. Yeah, um, you hope you can. I mean, you know, takeaways kind of come in bunches and waves, and it's you kind of it's you ride the wave a little bit, and and, and you just you just continue to uh, emphasize it, you know. And um, guys are doing a great job of either tackling the football or you know at least attacking the football and the punt. You see it week in and week out. I mean, again, I'll just emphasize you know Pittsburgh and what they do they do the same thing you know they emphasize that and they're they're being you know the same tip passes turn into interceptions and things of that nature so you know um, you hope it's sustainable and, and you think you can do that you know for the for the course of the season but again you know you got to make a point
to do it. Can you afford to, to have T.J. Watt singled up? And, and it, it, I mean, it does appear he gets many one-on-one -on -one opportunities. How much can you afford to leave him by himself? Never. Um, he's a great player. I mean, just a great player over the course of his career. He's got eight sacks already this season. And, and um, you know, it, it, you, you have to understand that this is a, this is a good player. And he's, a, let's say, a great player. And you give him, give him the respect um, that he is due. He's earned that. And, um, you know, you have, to, you have to, you know, sort of spend some resources, you know, um, in that direction. But they also have another one on the other side. That, that that can get after you as well, and um, you know Highsmith is another one that can that can rush the pass for two sacks is, of his own. So um, it's kind of a two-headed monster, you know, with these guys. Um, so it, it's 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 very um, as an offense, you got to be very aware of the of the down, the distance, the situation of the game. Obviously, run, pass, all those different things factor into you know how you're going to handle you know uh, this front. You're halfway through almost average in this season. Is this where you expected your team to be and how you expected them to play? Um, yeah, you, you, yeah. Um, quite honestly, you expect to be in this situation. You know, um, We can still play better. I think there's a lot left out on the field uh, each weekend that uh, we, can, we can learn from and, and improve, especially the, the back half of the season. And, you know, um, it's, it's – it's a credit to the players, though, you know, and, and we've had our share of injury, and guys have stepped up and, and have played well in, in, in backup situations, and, you know, we're just anticipating some of our guys, whether it's this week or after the bye, getting healthy and, and, and getting getting back on the field. But, um, you know, your, expect, your expectation is to win every game, obviously, and um, we haven't, but pleased with where we are at right now. Doug, how much did you guys look at George Pickens during the draft process, and how much of a threat does he pose now on the other side? Yeah, we took we took a, a hard look, you know, at him, and, and really all the guys, obviously, in the draft. But he is uh, he's he's a good player. He, he's a dominant player. He's he, he's big and athletic. He runs well. He catches the ball. He can high point. I mean, I think he's about eighteen and a half yards per attempt. I mean, he's. You know, three 100-yard games this year already. Um, they do a great job of, of throwing the back shoulder fade. He can he can run past you. Um, he does a great job running slants. I mean, there's it, it, not a lot that he, he, he really can't do, and, and he blocks well. You know, um, so he's playing he's playing at a high level. You know, for them, and um, the quarterback is very comfortable with him. Mark done. <laughs> Calvin Ridley's anybody else? <laughs> anybody want to cut me off? Calvin Ridley's two big games this season. I'm right here. Have both been with Zay Jones on the field and helping. Is that coincidental, or is there something maybe there to that? Say, say that again. Calvin Ridley has two significant performances, and you know the rest have been pretty mediocre. Those two have come with Zay healthy and on the field. Coincidental, or you think there's something there that? Maybe Zay well, frees up health. I, I wouldn't use the, the word mediocre because defenses know Calvin Ridley. And just go back to this last game when, when they, they inverted a lot of coverage to him. So there's a guy underneath, there's a guy over the top. There's not a lot of places to throw the football. So, you know, defenses understand what Calvin can do. And um, 
having Zay on the field definitely opens up more things, you know, offensively. Um, and we're anticipating Zay, you know, any any day, potentially this week or, or you know, in the near future. Um, but, you know, again, Calvin – Calvin's been a big – he's going to continue to be a big part of the offense, right? And and the success that we have is going to be because of, you know, Calvin's success on the field. And we just have to understand that defenses are going to be aware of where he is and, and they're going to defend him much like T.J. Watt. I mean, you know, we got to know where he's at, you know, so to try to, to, try to eliminate some of that. So um, kind of a give and take there. We're in the knee breaks. I don't know. It might be a question you ask him. Doug, uh, uh, the offense in the second. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the offense in the second half, um, quite a few three and outs against the Saints. Um, slow second half against the Colts. How much did you, do you contribute that to just a matter of you're not getting the possessions, defense is on the field for a long time, and maybe you can't get lathered up on offense? Or are there actual tangible things you're seeing? I mean, there's there's some tangible things with execution, much like the beginning of the game. We've kind of corrected some of that at the beginning. It's now it, it's the second half, right? And some of that's execution. Some of that is how our opponent comes out, and they have a little more sense of urgency on how they're going to play us in the second half. And um, – but yeah, it's uh, things that we can that we can address the team with. Same things that we can show the team, um, you know. Uh, so all fixable, all correctable, obviously. And and um, you know, we definitely have to play better in those moments. We have to sort of maximize, you know, or minimize the lulls, I guess, and maximize the opportunities, you know, throughout the entire football game. Doug, this is a little off topic, but Bob Sutton, I, I know you've known him for a while. Just what what does he really bring, you know, as a coach, and especially you know to the defense? And there, I I guess I didn't know you could say. Yeah, uh, you know, Bob's been a D coordinator. He and I were together in Kansas City, and when he was a D coordinator there, and um, just a wealth of knowledge of the league. And and you know, one of the things that he does, obviously, you know, uh, assisting Mike and just helping Mike and as a young coordinator, you know, and, and putting plans together. And, you know, probably the biggest thing that he does is he, he, he does a lot too with the, with the takeaways and, and priding our defense on, on, on that messaging, you know, and, and how he addresses the team there. And, and he does a lot of studies that way. He does little side projects uh, for, the, for the defense. He'll do things for myself and um, just a valuable resource, um, you know, in, in that position, you know, and, and doesn't have to coach a position necessarily. Um, kind of sees everything big picture, and uh, really is another another voice for Mike and the guys on defense. As a player, when you have somebody like that who's kind of like a wealth of knowledge, just how valuable is that? Just to have his presence. As a player, I it, I think it's it, it means a lot, you know, because um, he's seen a lot of football and he studied a lot of football, so he's probably got a lot of answers, you know, uh, for a player um, who, who's asking questions, who, you know obviously get the question from or the answer from your position coach but he's another resource for you um you know and it's just it's just valuable to have guys like that that have had that kind of experience it seemed like some of the game plan on sunday was to kind of protect trevor's knee a little bit get the ball out of, out of his hands fast any worries about that going into this next week or is it just back to normal i mean we're gonna obviously be aware of that every week you know but um 
you know, now that, you know, Trevor has the knee, obviously it's something that you, you just don't want too many hits on the lower body and, and things of that nature. But um, as we've had time here these last couple of days, you know, Trevor's getting more healthy every single day and he feels feels good. And, um, you know, it doesn't change necessarily. I, I, I credit to the offensive line. It was probably their best best game in pass pass blocking, you know, against the Saints, you know, um, last Thursday and uh, just keeping Trevor upright in the pocket and, and then Trevor doing a nice job too of when he could move, he moved and, you know, picked up some valuable yards there and, and also got the ball out of his hand. So um, just got to continue that sort of, you know, mentality, not only with Trevor, but with the offensive line too. Is Minka Fitzpatrick the type of player you have to know where he's at at all times? Yeah, you know, he, he um, he's a really good blitzer, um, good tackler. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a leader on defense, obviously. And um, they, they move him around a pretty good bit, you know, back there. Uh, so, yeah, having an eye on him and, and um, understanding where he's at, you know, is critical, you know, and understanding whether he's going to pressure or not, things of that nature. But uh, um, he, does a, he does a nice job, you know, for them. He's a, a very comfortable, obviously, on defense. And, again, another, another one of their leaders over there.